Yeah. All right. So welcome and or welcome back to the Sink or Swim podcast here at NSUMB. I am your co-host, Katie Kennan. And I am Dethi Patel. And today we have with us Julie and Brian, our fellow M2 classmates. Hi, guys. (laughs) Thank you for coming on our podcast today. Hello, everyone. What is this? Episode five? I believe yeah, it it's is. episode five. Oh my gosh! Wow, Dang, time is flying. Yeah, <laughs> probably in like <laughs> way into BBB by now. But uh-huh. um, thanks for coming, guys. And just to get things started, would you guys be able to introduce yourself and just give us a little background of like your life before coming to Nova, or while you're at Nova? I don't know. Whatever you want to share. <laughs> sure. Uh, could go first um hi everyone uh my name is julie i was uh i'm from new york and i went to undergrad at wellesley college in boston studied neuroscience there took a couple gap years and now i'm here awesome hey everyone uh my name is brian (laughs) i am born and raised in south florida right here in broward county went up to gainesville for four years to the university of florida now I am back after taking a gap year to be a medical scribe, and the rest is history. Awesome. Nice. We, we, we love to hear it. <laughs> we do. So um, this podcast is basically on various summer research programs that our students have done here at NSUMD. So for those of you who don't know, we have four weeks dedicated for research during our summer block between M1 and M2 years. And so Julie and Brian are here just to share a bit about their programs. So what programs did you guys participate in this summer? Yeah, so I was up at, um, up at Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. So our school has this nice new partnership with the Cancer Center up there, and they sent five of us over um, to do some translational research. Um, so mostly uh, basic science, bench stuff, uh, seeing how that fits into the clinical stuff that we're learning in the classroom and investigating um, things like that. So it was an eight-week program, so we finished CPR, had a nice little weekend, went to the Davy Rodeo, and then headed on up to Tampa, and then came back down and started CPR. I got back on Friday, so we're here. We're ready to go. <laughs> Dang. That was a quick turnaround, huh? Yeah, it was. All right. <laughs> Too short. Um, I went to MSTAR in San Diego at UCSD. Um, MSTAR is a program that's funded by the NIH. It's related to aging, so all topics related to aging. Mine was specifically on Alzheimer's. Um, it was also uh, eight weeks, and yeah, I, I didn't have to be there, but I wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have worked remotely if I wanted to, but I wanted to explore a new city. So I was there for about six weeks, took a little break, and then, yeah, we're back here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, and I did a program at University of Maryland. So it was the sport program, um, the summer research in obesity, diabetes, and nutrition. And it's also an NIH-funded program, but it is 10 weeks long, but... They were pretty nice and lenient with our schedule because we only had eight weeks of summer. And so they just let me do it for eight weeks instead of the normal time. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nice. So what about you, Katie? Oh, what did I do? Um, well, I didn't go anywhere different. I'm not fancy. Um, 
because y'all are fancy. <laughs> I love that y'all got to go explore new places. Um, yeah, I pretty much worked with um, one of the faculty members at NSU, and I was basically looking at different factors that affect childhood obesity rates, specifically in Florida. Oh, cool. So lots of um, data mining and really just trying to see what stories the data has been trying to tell us and really wanting eventually to use that data with those associations and try and come up with solutions and how we can decrease the obesity rates here. That's awesome. very interesting. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hype me up. Don't mention it. So um, what was your personal experiences at these various programs that you guys went to? Um, MSTAR was really cool. I think it's interesting because you get to like connect with uh, the faculty members there. Um, my experience was unique because there happened to be a national conference on Alzheimer's in San Diego while oh, wow. I was there. Yeah. So I attended the conference. I don't like present or anything, but I just wanted to learn more and like mm-hmm. check it out. So I really learned a lot about Alzheimer's this summer. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Um, I also love San Diego. Um, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I fell in love this summer. Uh, so that was also really fun. Um, my PI was very, uh, she is a uh, PhD. She has PhD in neuroscience. And um, she, her, me and a statistician and then a PhD, another PhD student, I forget what she is doing her program in, but uh, the four of us were a team and we worked on a project that looked into the association between pulse pressure and um, dementia, basically. Hmm. So yeah, I think overall it was really good. I learned more about the research process. I learned mm-hmm. more about like uh, networking, like in a new city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and my overall experience, it was, it was interesting because I did bench research in undergrad, but this was definitely a different experience and a good handful of ways one of them being I was less so like I got to ask the undergrad volunteers to like do things for me which was fun. <laughs> you have the power nice. not that I was anything but like kind and respectful of them but of like, it was nice to like like oh like can you like make me some some gels so I can run my stuff later so it was nice to not have to do like those kinds of tasks anyways, <laughs> that was a fun little uh little full circle, circle story yeah. for me since I had to do a lot of that less glamorous work in undergrad but mm-hmm. this time around um, so we were what I realized about basic science work that I didn't really have such a great grasp on the first time around was really how zoomed in a lot of the things are so mm-hmm. we learned in medical school that ubiquitin exists and mm-hmm. that ubiquitins tend to target things for proteasomal degradation, whatever. There's a bunch of different roles of ubiquitin. So in this lab, we're looking at like very zoomed in view, not of ubiquitin itself, but of something that modifies ubiquitin and the different things that ubiquitin might do. Like ubiquitins don't always target for things to Mm -hmm. be degraded. Sometimes they have other roles. And Mm -hmm. so it's very nitty gritty. So, you know, I, I was pretty fascinated by how much I didn't know mm-hmm. and I had to do a lot of reading and learning to be able to even put all of the experiments that we were doing 
in the mm. lab into like the greater context of mm. what actually is happening on a biochemical level, which mm -hmm. was new and interesting for me. When I was doing undergrad research, it was more like, okay, I just do the experiments and then right. I tell my the people that I'm working under, the grad students, typically the results. Whereas this time I was working with like paid research scientists that I was like collaborating with and interpreting the results my, myself, which was, you know, to an extent, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was a different experience. And it was, it was definitely interesting to, to have that different perspective. Yeah, I think uh, the best thing about like doing like concentrated research over the summer is that you really get to delve into one subject. Right. Like in medical school, mm -hmm. you kind of like gloss over the very like foundational things mm -hmm. about each topic and you never really get to like go deep. But I think what I enjoyed most, like Brian said, um, you get to really learn one topic deeply and understand it in so many different ways. So that was cool. Yeah, like yeah. I know more about ubiquitin than yeah. I would have ever learned anywhere else. <laughs> so what you're telling us is all of the ubiquitin questions on step one, you're going to get mm. correct. You know, I find that everyone in medical school has like a few different areas of expertise. Mm -hmm. And like, so I was describing a breast cancer clinic. So whenever I like breast cancer things come up I like take it very personally like if I get them wrong <laughs> because it's like I should be the breast cancer guy you should be Brian you should be <laughs> and now I feel the same way about ubiquitin stuff not that ubiquitin questions are ever really complicated there's gonna be one level but they're like oh mm -hmm. it's ubiquitin and you're like yeah it's proteasome that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it yeah if I have any questions in ubiquitin I know who to call you know where yes. to find me Dithi <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I love that y'all got to like have that experience. I haven't necessarily experienced that concentrated research, but I'm looking forward to the day when that happens. Mm -hmm. You make it sound fun. You do make it sound really <laughs> fun. <laughs> so how did you guys choose your topics of like what you wanted to research with? Um, currently, I am interested in a bunch of different fields, um, but I wanted to look into... Um, like geriatrics this mm -hmm. summer um, and maybe a little bit of like psychiatry so that's why I decided to apply for this program because I thought it was right up my alley um, and I think it was a great opportunity to really like like I said before like specifically hone in on that topic um, I applied to all of the M star not all Actually, did I apply? Maybe like almost <laughs> all. How many the are there? <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, there's quite a few. I applied to almost all of the M Star um, things and put all of my eggs in one basket because uh, mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to do that this summer. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a few callbacks um, and decided to go with San Diego because I haven't been there before. <laughs> I wanted to um, check it out. And I, they also have a great like psychiatry program and mm -hmm. um, they're very well funded in research. So. That was one of the reasons why I went to uh, this institution. Yeah, I have a career interest in oncology, so doing research at a cancer center was inherently appealing to me. And mm -hmm. the fact that Nova had this new partnership that was going to make things logistically easy for me. It's mm -hmm. a drive also, not a flight. So mm -hmm. coming back and forth was, I think, like a three and a half hour drive without traffic. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it really wasn't too bad logistically mm -hmm. and it matched my career interests pretty well and I'm hopefully to help the, hoping to help them with some writing on the back end and get some good like professional things um, nice. benefits out of it as well so all around it just was kind of a good career and logistical fit for me nice 
What about you, Ditsy? Why did you choose your program? I am, I don't know what I want to specialize in, but Mm -hmm. I know that um, nutrition is something that I enjoy learning about. So I Mm -hmm. thought it would be something that would be worth researching into. And this was one of the programs that actually focused on um, nutrition and uh, pediatrics. And that's another interest of mine. And luckily, I got matched with a great mentor, Dr. Black. I hope you're listening. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Dr. Black. And um, she just helped me through a lot. And through her, she um, got me on other papers, like with the WHO and other people. So she was just such a great person. And she understood what I wanted, like global mm-hmm. health initiatives and stuff. So, you know, if you guys want any suggestions, I would say find a mentor who understands what you want. Wow, I am like amongst a group of legends right now. <laughs> what is happening? I love that. So what was like the application process like? Because I know, and what did you need? Because I, I remember I applied to like one program um, and you need like recommendation letter or some kind of thing like that. For MSTAR, um, it was actually quite a long application, I remember. It took me a bit. The personal statement was like 700 words, 700 plus Mm -hmm. words. Um, And then apart from that, I think one of the sites needed a letter of rec, but I think most of them didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Resume, you know, like always have that ready. Um, But I think that's it. I remember the one, like letters of good standing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Logistical stuff like logistical that. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I remember for MSTAR specifically, it was a, uh, I took a lot of time writing the personal statement because the word count was pretty long. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> 700 words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. Oh, sorry. But it was good because I could um, like it's all the same questions for each site. So um, I would just okay. try to like tweak it depending on like what that specific site like wanted but um for the most part it was all the same yeah and for Moffitt it was pretty straightforward since it was internal um for the most part so we had to submit a um just a personal statement type thing like Julie said and there was no requirements on that I think and maybe they said like less than a page or something like that I really Mm -hmm. don't even remember um and then They wanted our CV, which Mm -hmm. at the time, because this was December of M1, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) I haven't really done anything yet. So um, You passed fundamentals in heme. What do you mean, Brian? Did a lot. Did a lot. Yeah, but like, what do you put on your CV? I survived. (laughs) (laughs) Survivor. So I just pulled some like moderately standout-ish things from undergrad, I guess, um, in, my, in my undergrad or in my gap year experiences, rather. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, an unimpressive CV was what they wanted as well. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. My program required us to write a personal statement, just like the MSTAR, and then I needed two letters of recommendation. Um, I obviously asked, like, my PBL facilitators because I felt like they knew me the best. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, and then aside from that, it was just the, like the logistics stuff that you guys mentioned, like letter of good standing and just other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How competitive was it? Like, or how, I mean, I guess, I guess you can't, you didn't pick the people, but I feel <laughs> like, so like my worry with applying to those programs and why I didn't really apply to a lot was like, these are programs that like, oh, a bunch of medical students are like applying for. Like, how did you 
one, how did you manage your time to write a 700 word personal statement in the midst of all the craziness that's going on? But like, did you ever feel like kind of a little bit imposter syndrome like when applying for these programs? And how did you handle that? Yeah, it was definitely intimidating um, because they're like all great institutions and I mm-hmm. felt like a lot of people would be applying to them. Um, I like to be, I guess, just like completely transparent. I applied to almost all of them. I think there was like close to 10 and I heard back from like four-ish, four mm-hmm. or five. And um, I think though I have like, I'm like a little bit unique compared to different candidates who might have applied because I do have some background in Mm. geriatrics. So that might have like made me stand out from the crowd a little bit more. Um, So I can't say that like is the case for everyone. Um, But I think a lot of people in our class actually applied to MSTAR and maybe like seven people did MSTAR this. We had an unprecedented amount of success. Yeah, Yeah. 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 so many people go to MSTAR programs. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, take what you can with that. <laughs> um, for mine, there was five spots and eight people applied from our class of 51. So mm-hmm. I mean, more people applied than got it. But for, for that one, since, again, it was internal, it was a little just mm-hmm. kind of different overall. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And did you guys enjoy research wherever at your like respective centers? Is this something that you would do again? Yeah, I loved working with my PIs because they were so passionate about the topic and I just loved just like watching them talk about it. They would just lighten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's so fun like working with people who are very passionate about what they want, like what they do and what they want to research. I would definitely do it again. Um, And I would definitely recommend other people to do it. I know that each experience is different. Mine was remote. Um, my PI was remote. It was like clinical research, but we had already um, we were pulling from a database, so mm. the data had already been collected. Okay. Um, so that is a little bit different from um, I know another classmate who was also in San Diego. Um, he went into the lab every day and yeah. had to be there like nine to five. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously a little different from my experience. Um, so I think for MSTAR specifically, it really depends on what project you're linked to and what okay. PI you connect with. Uh, so make sure you understand like the difference between what uh, goes into like clinical research versus lab research versus like database research, research stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like Julie was saying, like people going in nine to five and doing bench research, it's more along the lines of what I was doing, except the hours were essentially whatever I wanted them to be, mm. except for the fact that I knew when the people that really knew what they were doing were there. So <laughs> okay. like, I tended to want to be there when they were there so that right. when I inevitably had questions, I had more or less experts that I could go to for help. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was nice to kind of have my own schedule. And like once I was there, I was just after they trained me and my protocols and stuff, I was just doing my own thing. And I would essentially get data once a week and then I would discuss with I would have a meeting with my PI. We would talk about it, try and make sense of it and then decide what the experiment for next week was going to be. So it was cool to feel like I really had like ownership over something mm-hmm. and be able to kind of run with it and see mm-hmm. it through and that said i mean 
with things like this, there's always more work to be done. You're never right, done. So right, true. I definitely left on a little bit of a cliffhanger, if you will. Um, <laughs> oh. But I'm hoping to to stay in touch with them on the back end and, and see what happens. <laughs> awesome. So with these summer research projects, so you both went to different locations. Did see, I know yours was remote. Yes, mine yeah. was completely remote. How, like... In terms of the financial obligations, what were they and how did you go about fulfilling those financial obligations to be able to participate? Um, MSTAR is a paid research program, so um, they have a stipend for about $2,000 a month, I believe. Um, And so that was what I pretty much depended on to fund Mm -hmm. my summer. Um, Other than that, like extra costs that like they don't take account into take account for is um mm-hmm. like travel like mm-hmm. if you had to like fly in from the east coast to like california like that's obviously a lot more money but like yeah they didn't take that into account when calculating the stipend but um your living expenses should be covered on nemstar yeah and for the moffitt program nsu covered the hotel that mm-hmm. we stayed in okay. if you weren't local some i think three of the five of us were actually relatively local and decided to stay with either family members, significant oh. others, whatever, That's nice. um, whoever they happened to have in the area that they could crash with. Um, me and one other, um, one other student were staying in a residence in and, mm. uh, and as you covered that fully. So really financially, the only thing that we were responsible for that we wouldn't have been otherwise, like Julie said, was just the gas to get from Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. to Tampa. And okay. other than that, we would have had to pay for food no matter where we were. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Julie, was yours like in a hotel or Airbnb? Um, I just found like a subletter, like a sublet room oh, okay. um, on Facebook. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think one thing that I appreciated with my program being virtual is that I got to like control like my travel expenses because mm-hmm. then I didn't have to go to Maryland and get an apartment there. I wasn't going to drive there, clearly. But if you don't know, I did not like driving. So I wasn't going to drive to Maryland. (laughs) But yeah, that's one thing that I liked about it being virtual. But a downside to it was that um, because I did go to California, I had to wake up three hours earlier for my meetings because they love morning meetings. And, you know, it'd be like 6 a.m. And I'd be like, I've been awake. What do you mean? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. But, you know, my PI was really understanding. So (laughs) that's a good thing. That's that's nice. Couldn't be me, but that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's different. That's what it is. (laughs) Yes. So would y'all consider like being a part of this program a good networking opportunity for future endeavors yes for sure um i'm going to continue work with my pi uh, mm-hmm. going into the year on like different projects projects that she has um I, as i mentioned before i went to the alzheimer's conference mm-hmm. that was hosted in san diego and uh connected with a lot of my old mentors there and just like met a lot of new people like who are just also students like me and are interested in alzheimer's um but yeah, for sure, I think um, working on like a project with someone is a great way to connect with them mm-hmm. and to get to really build a connection. So that's definitely recommended. Yeah, I would say, I mean, any networking that you can do, regardless of who the person is, if they're somewhere in a field of interest of you, they can definitely be useful for you down the line and you just kind of never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, generally, like since 
the person that I was working under was a PhD, like I don't know exactly how much they'd be able to help me like kickstart my medical career. But mm-hmm. even leaving, she was like, oh, well, like, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. If you want like letters for residency, whether or mm-hmm. not I'll take yeah. her up on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like having people like that in your back pocket, I think is just an invaluable resource regardless. Right. Yeah, I think especially the field that we're in, like you said, is just like networking can get you so much because like you can get different research opportunities, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. like in residency or clerkships. You want to go to a certain hospital. They have connections there. They can right. help you get into that. So always good to network, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> networking is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. for a residency, um, I've heard that like location is lo- like connection to the location is mm-hmm. quite important in yeah. some specialties. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, if I were to apply to a residency in California, they saw that I did research there and, like, spent some time there. So that yeah. could, like, mean more than, like, if I had not done that. Right, because they want to know that you, like, hopefully would stay in the state right. when you go to residency because that is their end goal to produce physicians for the state that they're located, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Yeah, that makes right. sense. So how was San Diego? Because you, you oh like, been God. hinting that it was, like, amazing, <laughs> and now I'm curious. I, like, cannot. Oh. Um, Ditty knows how beautiful San Diego is because she spent her undergrad years. T- so I'm I sure. did. <laughs> I, I went to UCSD and, and it's like in La Jolla, right. not downtown, but it's in the cliffs. And let me it's tell gorgeous. you guys, beautiful. Oh, my gosh. The beaches are just like, I think, number one. They are. And the I sunset. I might start mm. some fights with this, but it I could be a whole podcast. It could be a whole podcast. I'm sorry, Julie, but Fort Lauderdale Beach is clearly number whoa, one. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> JK, JK. Sorry. Yeah. And I also, I spent most of my time there exploring different restaurants, yeah. Ooh, um, nice. trying out the food scene there. So if anything, I have developed my culinary taste this summer <laughs> as on top of my career. So well, yeah. I will officially be going to San Diego. Yes. I have the all the I can give places. you pages. Time to find a conference in San Diego. So yes. We'll pay for you to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> but yes. What about you, Brian? Did you enjoy doing research in another city? Um, so I'd been to Tampa before, okay. but it's definitely a cool place. The downtown area is really nice um, and the re- the food's good. So the USF area, which is Moffitt, is on the University of South Florida campus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I would say maybe maybe 20 minutes from like downtown proper. Um, but I met some family down there once that happened to be in town. I met um, I went over to St. Petersburg, like across the bridge to have um, to have dinner with actually an NSU classmate that was visiting because his parents are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to do a little bit of exploring. I kept myself pretty busy on the weekends, which is a good mm-hmm. and a bad thing. Um, so right. nice. I wasn't able to like actually like do like so much leisure stuff um, because I was kind of all over the place. Um, mm. But when I was able to, the area is really cool. It was hot, but no hotter than down here. Right, <laughs> right. right. The nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually. Gotta love Florida. Yeah, we like had to take a shuttle to and from our cars, and you'd just be sitting there at like five o'clock waiting for the shuttle to come. Oh and no! Just dripping. Oh no! <laughs> no. And it probably would have just rained like thirty minutes prior, so yeah, it's like hot and outside. sticky. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-hmm. That part doesn't sound fun. Downtown yeah. Tampa sounds really fun, but the waiting for the bus. <laughs> in Tampa are crazy, and as someone that grew up in Florida, down here in like Southeast Florida. 
Um, some would just call it South Florida, including myself. <laughs> um, the storms up there are something else, and it must oh. be because of the warm water from the Gulf. But really, yeah, no preference time of day. Like down here, oh. you're good for like a solid like three, four o'clock storm in the yes. summer. It's yeah. gonna last mm-hmm. like thirty minutes or so, and mm-hmm. then whatever, move on with the day. Down there, like I would wake up sometimes. It'd be storming. It'd be like nine p.m. and a storm would roll in. And I love storms, so. I good was to loved, sleep in. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they have the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team, and now, like, I can really have a deeper appreciation. <laughs> that, you know what? That, that makes name. sense. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, if the Lightning are playing and you see, like, lightning bolts going across the sky, I feel like that's got to be a pretty good sign for them. <laughs> I think someone got struck by – did someone get struck by lightning in Tampa recently? Not that I saw. But mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I've no just been – I've randomly been seeing in the news, like, I feel like every week someone new gets struck by lightning, and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> like what is happening and yeah. why is this like happening so often i have this app on my phone it's weather bug plug weather bug <laughs> <laughs> um, and they have like this lightning tracker mm-hmm. feature on it and it tells you like how close the nearest lightning strike to you oh. like, to your location was in the last 30 minutes and like so many times I would open it and it would say 0.0 miles. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I would, like, have to, like, bolt to the car or something to go somewhere. And it would be, like, I don't know if you guys have seen the meme of, like, the dog with, like, the house on fire behind it. Yeah. Like, I'm in danger. That's how I felt. <laughs> oh Constantly, though. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime a storm rolled in, I had to go somewhere. <laughs> that's crazy. I need yeah. that app, though. I feel like that's going to be very useful. Weather if you bag, live in a yes. tropical climate like we do, I 10 out of 10 recommend getting a weather bug. Weather app or honestly okay. any radar app and learning mm-hmm. how to like just loosely understand like the radar because the hourly is not the most it's useful because it changes so much if you look at the radar you can do a lot better for yourself right pro tip as before pro tip. <laughs> i love, love that good to know i definitely need that because i use I apple weather the apple app and it'll tell me rain in the next hour but i look outside and it's, it's raining, already raining <laughs> something doesn't add up here but that's fine right <laughs> yeah Anyways, weather aside. Weather (laughs) Weather aside. aside. Back to the summer research program. (laughs) So what advice would you give to students when they are applying to these programs? I mean, I would say just like be like look inward a little bit, figure out Mm -hmm. what exactly your interests are and then try and find a program that suits those interests and also know Mm -hmm. that you don't need to go to a program to find something that suits your interests. There's so many people in our class that were able to find great research opportunities just by emailing random people at any of the number of institutions down here in South Florida and produce successful product or projects at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. um, I would just say like find something that matches your career interests at whatever time and just run with it. Nothing bad's going to happen. There's Mm -hmm. there's no downside. Right. Yeah, for sure. I definitely echo that. Um, Cold call emailing has gotten me a lot of success in the past. So definitely um, try that. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about MSTAR specifically because I feel like Brian talked about like the general advice Um, for MSTAR. Definitely try to tailor tailor your resume, um, tailor your personal statement to like geriatrics specifically Mm -hmm. and make sure that you show a clear interest in that um, because I remember uh, when I think uh, someone in the faculty had reviewed my personal statement. They made sure that I like emphasize that a lot in my personal statement. Mm, So make sure to do that. Um, Definitely. There are some programs that 
um, make you reach out to the PIs. And then once you get someone like confirmed, then you can apply to the program. Mm -hmm. Other ones, you apply to the program first and then they match you up. So if it's like the former, um, I think being persistent sometimes is mm -hmm. not a bad idea. Um, mm -hmm. These people are probably receiving like, I don't know, like hundreds a of lot. emails a day. <laughs> right. And I don't think you'll be that annoying by sending like another email like the next week um, mm -hmm. because it shows interest and you're, it shows that you're actually, um, yeah, like it shows that you're really, really interested in working mm -hmm. with them. So um, persistence, um, making sure that you understand what kind of program it is that you're applying to and making, uh, making your resume more customized to that. Yeah, I think that's a lot of things even in like things beyond research is just being your own advocate in right. medical school because yeah. yes. really like you have you have a lot of work to do and a lot of it does just fall on you but you do need a lot of help from others and if you email someone once and they don't respond like it's like there's it's not personal yeah. like, right. they have yeah. busy inboxes like just keep right. emailing yeah. them like the only bad thing that might happen is they tell you to take a hike and that's where you were when you started so right. it doesn't right. really matter so right. just yeah. keep trying and until they tell you no the answer is not no for yeah. sure yeah and another thing is just like plan ahead of time so know what you need for example i need letters of recommendation mm. so you have to give them enough time to write you a letter and then you have to tell them why you're applying to this program um what about this program is interesting to you what mm. your interests are for the future so that they can write you a really good letter but also that like getting a letter of good standing from osa you know mm. it's not going to happen overnight right so like plan for something Plan for some time. That's what yes. I was mm -hmm. You only get so many favors from OSA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one on a letter of good standing. Yeah. No, don't waste on that. Timeline-wise, I remember I spent like the latter half of my winter break on these applications. Okay. Uh, so that's when I spent, um, that's when I did all of these. So you weren't, we weren't actively in school at the time, so you had time to devote? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, because the deadlines for these, I think, were a little, somewhere earlier, somewhere later, but mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of them fell like late January, I remember, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that works out like timeline wise. Oh, also, another thing that helped me get this program for San Diego, um, I had heard back from another program and they wanted to, um, like, they wanted a uh, an, an answer from me before other programs had gotten back to me first so I emailed programs that I were like were top choice for me mm -hmm. and I said um, like you guys are my top choice like so if you have an answer for me please give it to me because I need to <laughs> answer back and that actually got me a lot of answers too so oh, nice. definitely do that for MSTAR you got leverage use it yeah. <laughs> very, very rarely do we have leverage yeah, very rarely <laughs> yes wow that's Awesome. Um, I think that's all of the questions that we have. Is there any last things that you want to add or visit San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> I second that. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> no, visit Tampa, no. I mean, visit Tampa if you want. <laughs> get the weather app. Yeah, get the weather get the, Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. That's my party. I'm going to download that right now. There the lightning go. tracker. It's important. Stay safe out there. Stay safe, man. People getting struck by lightning like yeah. crazy. Was it Lichtenberg Dang. or something like that? That, like, sign where you get struck by lightning? <gasps> oh, I, I did know. not it's know a, It's an Anki card. Oh, okay. <laughs> haven't gotten there why yet. I don't know that. <laughs> I think it came up somewhere in my cardio stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh. 
that explains why I didn't I did not use Anki for cardio or anything like that. So yeah, and pretty uh pretty adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well this was fun. Yeah, thank Love you guys so much. Yes, thank yeah, you so much for coming yeah. and speaking with us and just say, giving us your time. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions about M Star or Moffat, reach out to Julian Bryan. <laughs> we got you. Yes. <laughs> Okay, and with that, it's time for the closing song. Katie, let's go. Ta-na-na-na-na. This the podcast. Ta-na-na-na-na. Sink or swim? No? I'm dead. <laughs> I thought my part was just I'm dead. I was not planning on singing. <laughs> it's not fun to sing alone. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, By episode 25, we got it. I was expecting like an actual song to come on, yeah, but I was, no, like DIY. Like, DIY. DIY. <laughs> song that's in the making apparently it's in the yes planning. yes <laughs> yes we will have a song eventually but as of now it's still recording of Diddy. and i'm dead as well so i love that <laughs> all right well thanks everyone for listening joining us in on this episode and we will catch you on the next sink or swim Bye-bye. bye bye bye